Hi everybody and welcome to Waves Podcast, thanks for stopping by. If you are wondering about what you should do with your life, if you have a new project in mind and need to be inspired or motivated, if you feel lost or if you just want to learn stuff, well you are in the right place. Every week I have a little chat with some amazing people and question them about the journeys that have been in their lives and all the area of expertise. It can be YouTubers, musicians, writers, actors, athletes, influencers, any type of person from any country, any color, any gender, but with one common point. They have decided to do something with their lives. Something they like, something they believe in. They have decided to act, they have decided to make waves. This is Waves Podcast, I'm Max Laro and my guest this week is Elise Kay. Elise is a coach in finance and wellness from the US and I think this is the perfect episode to start the year because we talked about a lot of financial stuff, which is always good, but she really emphasized on the fact that having good finances is not only about saving money, it's a mindset. It depends a lot on how you feel, on your well-being, and that's what we usually talk about on this podcast. And so, so yeah, she kind of mixed those two, and I think this is really great to start the year with, uh, with that sort of episode. Anyway, enough spoilers. Uh, all I wanted to say is that I learned a lot. Elise is great at teaching, that's kind of what her job is about, so please check out her Instagram. It's Elise K, that's A-L-E-I-S-E-K-A-Y. And while you're there, you can also follow Waves Podcast, leave a review on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube and Spotify, like our Facebook page and join all 2,000 of us. And yeah, enjoy! Hi Alice, uh, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Um, pretty good. Um, yeah, it's a nice day. Um, so first, can you introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Elise. I live in Tennessee. I just graduated in May with my degree in mathematics and business. And I work in the financial industry now. And I also teach people about financial literacy and wealth mindset development. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, this is the perfect episode to start January and to start the new year, because I think a lot of people are interested in money management and a lot of people find it hard sometimes to save, etc. So I, yeah. I think we're going to learn some stuff. And me first, I have a lot, a lot to learn about this. So, um, yeah, can you tell me how you got into, um, yeah, finances and money management? Yeah, sure. So my dad is like a finance and investment junkie. And so from when me and my brother were really young, it didn't matter how much money we got, whether it was a dollar or it was $20, he always made us split it up into categories of tithe, um, spending, and saving. And we used to hate it. You know, we didn't really understand why we couldn't spend everything. But it was just kind of something we got used to, and it was always kind of ingrained in our brain. But, you know, as I got older, it wasn't something I really took seriously. And so I ended up, you know, making a really risky investment into this company like a pyramid scheme company and I lost like my entire savings. And it wasn't until that moment that I made the decision that I was going to be great with my finances. I was like, after that, I was just like, I'm never going to be broke again. Cause I'd literally just drained all my accounts for this company and I made none of it back. And I was like, okay, this has to change. I need to get better. And so when I went to college, I just kind of made that decision then that I was going to be as smart with my money as possible and learn about 
as much as learn as much as I can about how to build up my money, how to be smart with my money and all that. So mm. that's really kind of how it started. It's funny that you mentioned your dad being uh, good at finances because I also have parents really good at this, but it's not my case. <laughs> I don't think it's linked, but uh, yeah, this is crazy what happened to you. Um, how did you first, how did you find out about this company? Like, where did you, I don't know. Oh, the company was actually called Vima and it's actually out of business now because they were doing pyramid schemes. And I actually found out about it because I had some friends from my church who I kind of looked up to like, and they were into this company and they were like hyping it up. And it just seemed really good. Like most of the pyramid scheme companies do, they seem great until, you know, a month or two in, three months in, and you haven't made any money back. And it's like, okay, like what's going on? So they were like hyping it up and it was basically like an energy drink company, but it was like a healthy energy drink. So they were promoting like health and like wellness type of thing. And you were supposed to like sell the drink. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to get into it. They would like promise you like a Mercedes. So I was like, oh my goodness, like I want to do this. And they were purposely like promoting this to like young, like college students, like fresh out of high school or like still in high school to do this because, you know, we're not that smart at that age, quite honestly. So we just kind of take into anything. And so my friends were into it and they were older than me and they were like, oh, this is such a great company to do it. Like, let's just all do it together. And so I remember when I told my dad about it and he came with me to one of the meetings and he, he knew what it was and he didn't agree with it, but he told like later on, he told me, he was like, I needed you to do this so that way you could learn for yourself, like what this was and what it felt like, you know, if it didn't work out, you were going to lose money. And I needed you to experience that so you could learn from it. So like he knew from the jump exactly what kind of company this was. And he was like, you know, he, he saw who the audience was that it was attracting a bunch of young kids. You know, he came with me to the meeting and it was just a bunch of young, like fresh out of high school kids, 18, 19, 20 year olds in this big room about, oh, we're going to get a Mercedes. We're going to sell these drinks. And, you know, none of us made any money from it. You know, none of us did, but my dad knew, you know, he knew exactly what it was and he just kind of let me fall. And I did. And, but I learned from it, you know, and I've never gotten into anything like that again. But it was just kind of, and I just, word of mouth, really. That was how I heard about it. That, 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 okay. Well, yeah, I guess it's a very uh, effective, efficient life lesson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it never happened to me, obviously, but I've always been interested in that kind of uh, investment, etc. And I guess it's really, um, enticing to see that you can you know just give your money to someone instead of the bank and get a lot of money from it so mm -hmm. it's i think it's also um i mean obviously some investments are good and most of them are good but i think it's also something they use like to 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 trick people is the fact that we all want slash need more money so uh yeah it's like the perfect way to scam people to just you know, tell them, you have some money? Well, let me get you more. Mm -hmm. So um, um, what did you study uh, in uni? Um, I studied, I was a mathematics major and I got two minors, one in business administration and another one in management. Mm. Okay. So yeah, so you knew you wanted to do something like that. When I got to college, I was actually a computer science major mm. and I switched my major and I needed it to be something that wouldn't put me back a year. And so mathematics was very close and 
I added a minor in business because it was general and I ended up falling in love with it because it was, I was good mm. with finances and I was very interested in like the business aspect and I didn't realize it. So while being in college, I knew I wanted to work kind of in like the business finance world. I just wasn't exactly sure how I was going to do it, but I knew that I did want to do that. Okay. That's interesting. You, you, oh, okay. Because um, most people don't, um, I mean, I think it's normal to just start uni without knowing what you're going to do. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a problem actually with education. Like, you know, uh, we are forced to choose something before even knowing what kind of job would we would be interested in. So, yeah. Exactly. It's funny that it's funny the way you find it. Yes, definitely. Like I found it from changing my major and taking random classes just to kind of fill in gaps in the schedule and end up falling in love with it because I definitely had no idea when I came in as a freshman. And and what do you think, um, I mean, besides your personal story, what do you think um, you found interesting in this? I would say my business classes definitely taught me like, they taught me more like realistic things. Like they taught me more about life. You know, like I was a math major and learning like all the complex, like all the complex like number stuff, but it like, you know, your everyday person isn't going to deal with that complex mathematics, right? But your everyday person does deal with regular basics of business, knowing how to like um, add up your money and like budget type mm. of stuff, how to be like an entrepreneur, how to be a good leader in management, how to be a good employee type of things. They Like my business classes definitely taught me more about life, like how to be good at your job, how to be a good leader or manager, like how to excel in your life, not just in your career, but in your life itself, like teaching you how to like excel when it comes to your mind, read more, you know, like network with people so you can go far, you know, and it just, it, that's what I fell in love with. I fell in love with the real life application that I could actually use some of the knowledge. Cause you know, the thing about the, um, in the school system, you know, we go to school for four years and we feel like we get out and a lot of the stuff we learned, we can't apply it. You know, and for the first time, I felt like in those classes, I could apply what I was learning in my everyday life. Like once I left, this stuff was going to be useful to me, not just because, you know, I have a degree, but because like, not just because it makes me sound smart type of thing, not because I'm good at math, but because I can use real life applications to just get a job. You know, like I know how to present myself to people. I know how to network with people. I know how to do certain things. You know, like it was just, I just really appreciated how applicable those classes were to not just yeah. school. Yeah. Cause of, uh, of studies is just us trying to, uh, I mean, it, it's just us hearing about stuff we think we'll never, we'll never ever use. And I remember thinking that exactly in high school and I never Uh, I mean, I stopped math after that, but yeah, um, it was in math class and I was like, how can you perceive, <laughs> like, unless you're like making theories or about math, you're never going to use it, you know? So that's something, yeah, I, I think everybody has this kind of problem and I, yeah, I, I completely get you. Um, you posted something yesterday, I think it was on your um, uh, Instagram oh, my story. story. Yes. Oh, you mm -hmm. knew what I was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I saw it and I took notes. Um it was about the things that have uh, improved your life and how uh, you know your productivity and your life in general. Um there was like four parts. The first one was early rising, the second one was constant gratitude, the third one was daily reading, and the fourth one was quality people. Yeah. 
can you uh, explain me how these um, change your life and how um, you benefit from them? Sure. So the first one, early rising, that one kind of came from college because when, when I was in college, being a college student, like I always had at least three jobs, like at least <laughs> I was full-time student and working like the maximum amount of hours I could as a student. And so, but I also worked out like that was a priority for me, like physical fitness. And so the only time that I had to work out was early in the morning. And so I started implementing from sophomore year, I started implementing waking up early just so I could make time in my day to work out. So I would wake up early, I would do devotions, I would go work out and I would go about my day. And I realized when I did that, like my days were so much more productive. And I kind of fell off of that as like college went on, like senior year, I didn't go to the gym as early. I didn't get up as early. Like I still went to the gym and everything, but thinking back on like what I used to do, I realized I was the most productive when I got up early and did those things. And even now out of college, you know, adjusting to corporate life, the times that I have been able to, you know, wake up early to work out, wake up early to just like do devotions, wake up early to just like read, wake up early to just kind of reflect on what I'm going to do for the day or the week. It just gives you, you don't feel rushed throughout your day. You know, I know that when I just kind of wake up and I'm waking up to get ready to go to work, it's almost like I'm not waking up with purpose, you know, like I'm waking up out of obligation, you know, like I have to go to work. Whereas when you have like a set like routine that you make time for early in the morning, such as working out or meditation, prayer, like journaling, you're waking up with more of a purpose. I know that I am when it's the first thing that I put in my mind, like I'm fresh woken up, I'm freshly rested. And so my mind is in prime time to take in information and be able to receive and be able to reflect. And so early rising has been so important for me. So that that's one of the reasons, some of the reasons why. And then constant gratitude, that was just something that I have always tried to do. I've always been very grateful, very grateful. And it's almost like gotten me in trouble because, you know, you get around certain people that aren't very um, filled with gratitude, not very um, kind or grateful for things that are around them. They're very um, negative, you know, and I've been around my share of like negative people. You know, I have negative people in my friend group and it's really, you know, it doesn't help anybody, you know, and I know how it makes me feel. I know what that does to my emotions. I know what it does to, to my spirit, you know, and I just know how that makes me feel. And I've realized I, I don't want to make anybody feel like that. And so I've realized when I flip the script and make my attitude more about being thankful for what's around me, being thankful for the people, being thankful for the situations that I've been in, it makes me, you have a better grasp and a better view on life. You know, you don't look at life through sorry puppy eyes. You don't look at life as a victim anymore. You know, you look at the circumstances you've been through, whether they were good or bad, you know, even if they were terrible and you look back on them and you're like, you know what? Thank God that I went through that because I learned something. And it almost, it, like I put in the post, it doesn't leave you any room to be negative. It doesn't leave any room for you to 
feel like you have a reason to complain because you're constantly being grateful for something. In every bad situation, there is always something, even if you have to like fight for it, there's always something to be grateful for. And so that's something I've implemented. And it just, it completely changes your outlook on life, completely changes how you can impact other people because they're like, wow, like how, how are you so happy? Like, how are you always seeing things so positive? Because I'm constantly like filled with gratitude. I don't have anything. There's nothing that's good enough for me to complain about. Like nothing is that bad that I need to complain about it. Instead, find something to be grateful for. And then there's daily reading, which I honestly can be honest and say that I have recently started implementing that within the last few months. Um, I remember in college, in my business classes, my professor, I had one professor who would always encourage us to read. And he would always tell us that the wealthiest people in the world are reading all the time. The most successful people in the world make time for reading. And I never understood why. Because I was like, I'm in college, like, I don't have time to read, like, you're already forcing us to read these 800 page textbooks, like, not because we want to, but because we need to get a grade. And so it had come to a point where reading wasn't fun for me. And so I didn't really read much in college unless I had to. And so when I got out of college, and I started kind of searching deeper more into financial independence and being successful and entrepreneurship things, I realized all of these successful people read. And I was like, okay, like, why do they read? And it's not out of obligation. They read for self-development. And I was like, okay, let me get my hand on a good book and see what happens. So I got Audible, which is basically Amazon's um, version of audiobooks. And I have that. And I started listening to books and listening to all these self-development books that people rave about. And it's completely just changed my life. Okay, like, I feel like, Every time I feel like I know something, I learn something new. Just like from, because I'm developing my mind every single day. Like some of us swear we know everything, but we really don't. There are so many books out there, so much knowledge out there to help us rise to peak performers. And even when we're at our peak, it's still not enough because there is still always more to learn. And, you know, so I've just started developing a daily reading habit. And reading new books, multiple books every month that I'm listening through because I want to implement all these things that I'm learning into my life because my goal is I, I want to be successful. You know, I want to get to a point where I'm putting these things into my life and it's rising me up to the success that it's been able to get so many other people. And it's like there's tests. So science has proven that these things really do work, like daily reading and application of these good things really does impact your life in a positive way. Like there's no, I just can't think of anything negative in reading too much. I like, I just, I've never heard my parents complain about me reading too much. That's not a thing. It just doesn't, doesn't happen. And then probably one of the most important ones, the next one on the list was um, quality people. That is probably one of the most important, if not the most important because you know that whole um nature versus nurture thing where it's not just um it's more than just your genetics and how you're raised it's all more about your environment right and the people you surround yourself with the environment you uh, you allow yourself to be a part of has a huge impact on how you end up the people around you your close circle is a reflection of who you are not them, but you. 
your close circle is a reflection of you. So I remember my dad used to tell me all the time, if you're hanging around with people that don't study, don't read, they just constantly goof around, they have bad grades, you're not too far from that track, even if you're a good student, because you're constantly surrounding yourself with bad students, with people who aren't interested in learning. And eventually you're just, you're going to conform. That's just, that's just how society works. That's how we work. We like to feel included. We want to be included. We, we like to have friends. And eventually you're with around people long enough, you end up conforming to that. It's the same way if you weren't a good student, but all the people around you are good students. They study, they go to the gym, okay? They read. You're gonna eventually start falling into those habits just because all those people around you are doing that. And those are your, that's your close circle. Mm. Those are your friends. It's the same way, like, as I said, having negative people in your close circle that you're constantly like conversing with and talking to, getting advice with, it's gonna affect you. You constantly filling yourself with negative things from another person that's constantly feeding you negative things, it's gonna bring down your spirits. And eventually you're gonna start to feel that way. You're gonna start to talk that way. You're gonna start to see things in that light unless you are trying very hard to not do that, unless you're constantly you know, developing yourself in the reading, like I said, constantly reflecting on yourself. And if you're doing that, you're gonna realize, you're gonna be able to point out who those negative people are in your life that you can't afford to be around. You're gonna be able to pick out as you develop yourself who the quality people are in your life and who, and you'll start to attract the quality people that you actually need in your life. And so from this journey, I've definitely been able to attract certain people and just attract certain attitudes because you act a certain way long enough and people start to notice. And if you're acting a certain way that's impactful enough, you'll start to make a difference in the people around you. So, but those, those four things so far, I'm sure there's more, there's definitely a lot more, but those four have definitely probably been the most impactful that I've noticed since I've kind of been reading up and researching this stuff more. Um, so yeah, I just realized this is like the long, the broadest question I ever asked someone. <laughs> I just let you talk for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Um, I want to go back to a few, a few things you said. Um, early rising, the, I mean, today I had to wake up super early, which is not in my nature at all. If, mm-hmm. I mean, if you know me, I just, oh, I'm not a morning, a morning person. Um, but yeah, it does really change, uh, even how you see your day. I mean, it's kind of weird, but I still haven't had lunch. And I have done so much. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm recording my second podcast, and you know I've done tons of stuff for my uh, for for the podcast and working on stuff I wanted to work on. And I still like I'm still not done with half of the day. You know mm-hmm. I still have a lot more time, which is really um, I don't know. It's it, it it seems obvious and stupid to say it, but you do have a lot more time when you uh, when you wake up early. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, you technically have as much time because you don't sleep more but um i don't know it's kind of weird i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) anyway um the the one i found super interesting in what you said like the 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 most interesting part is constant gratitude because i learned about it um not so long ago and i have a friend who just found out found out about it too um this is something i was never taught so i just happened to watch a video one day and it was um it was about this and i just yeah 
learned about uh, the whole concept of gratitude, etc. And it is indeed really life-changing, not only in the way you behave, but also in the way you uh, see, I mean, the, the way you react. No, not exactly, but like the way it, it feels like people are different. Um, I mean, they they, they, re- they act differently when you are great when you are grateful because mm. um, I think because you deserve it, and so you kind of show this image of yourself, and you attract a lot more positive stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then yeah, daily yeah. reading is like uh, something I have to do more. And surrounding myself with quality people is actually something I'm pretty good at. <laughs> so, no, good. Yeah, 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 no, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, give myself a few points there because, yeah, I'm, uh, the, the rest I suck at, but this is uh, maybe it's just luck actually. But anyway, um, so how um would you say that these things help you um you know to get more to, to get back to finances etc. How would you say that these things help you control your finances better? Sure. Well, all these things aid to a healthy mindset, right? And what people, a lot of people don't understand, they think that, you know, building my finances is as simple as developing a savings plan and a budget. And, you know, the base is a healthy mindset, knowing why you're doing the things that you're doing with your finances. Because these things, all four of these things help you to develop more about yourself and to learn more about yourself. You know, people who have bad spending habits, they may, some of them don't think they have a spending problem. They aren't aware of it. They just know that they never have any money in their pocket and they're constantly living paycheck to paycheck and that's just how life is. To them, that's just how it is. They're not aware of why. They're not aware of how they can fix it. They're not trying to figure out what it is about them that's making this a problem. And that's where it starts. You need to be able to figure out what is it that I'm doing? Who am I being that's irresponsible with their money? Why am I the kind of person that's irresponsible with my money? It, it's, it's deeper than just, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save. I'm going to save. It's just as easy as you can save. You can dip into your savings and all of a sudden you're not saving anymore. Okay, so all these things helped, to, helped me realize, understand who I was more of a person. Who am I being? Like my goal, I have a goal of reaching six figures, right? But who am I being that's deserving of six figures? Am I being a person that's deserving of six figures? How am I with the finances that I have now? For someone that's making $30,000 a year, but wants to be a millionaire, but they can't handle, they can't, they're not responsible with the $30,000 that they're making, but they think that if they get a million dollars, all of a sudden it's going to solve all their problems. Well, that's not how it works. That's not how your mind works. Your subconscious mind is, has only known you as somebody that's irresponsible with $30,000. You're financially irresponsible. That's what your subconscious mind knows you as. So you getting a million dollars, you're just going to be a financially irresponsible person with a million dollars. And just as quickly as you go through that 30000 in a year is as quickly as you'll go through that million. And probably even more so. Because more money just creates more expenses, okay? And that's what people don't realize. People think that more money is solving their problems. But if you're not working on your financial habits and spending habits now with what you do have, with what you currently have, if you're not saving with what you currently have, you're constantly saying, I don't make enough to save. I don't make enough to invest. I don't make enough to do this. 
or that, you're never gonna make enough to do it. As you get more money, you're just gonna build more expenses. Whether it's you're gonna buy a new house with your um, bonus, you're gonna buy a new car, mm. there's gonna be constantly something that you're adding, that you're buying or spending on with your expenses. Wealthy people don't just spend, okay? And that's, that's, that's a poor mindset. That's, how, that's a poor middle-class mindset. We are just conditioned when we get money to spend it because we feel like it's a lack. Mm. But wealthy people know that there's an abundance. There's an abundance of money. It's just a matter of how you're going to get to it. How am I going? They are constantly thinking of ways to make money work for them. And that's how these things aid. These four qualities not only help you figure out who you are, but they help you figure out those things. Hey, who am I? What skills do I have? And how can I monetize it? You get in, it doesn't, it's not just a matter of, oh, this stuff makes me more financially responsible. Yes, but this stuff also opens up your mind to more avenues mm. of how you can not only become more financially responsible, but how can you have more money coming to you based on all the things that you're learning? How can you monetize from that? And that's what people don't get. They think that, oh, if I do these things, money's just going to come. Yes, it might, but it's based, it comes because of the things that you're learning. You're all of a sudden being able, you're developing your mind to a point where you can think of effective ways to make more money. And that is how the money comes. And then you start to think of more effective ways of how I can make this money that's coming in work even more for me. I know it sounds weird and some people don't get it, but it really is a mindset thing. It's not just a matter of, oh, I don't make enough money. No, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. And you actually have to be intentional about changing it. Because like I said, if you're broke with $30,000 and you just, you don't do anything about it, you're going to be broke with $50,000. You're going to be broke with $100,000 and so on. It doesn't just disappear. The problem doesn't just disappear. So developing your mindset helps you to be able to discover the root of what your problem is so that way you can fix it. So that way your finances can be positively impacted as you are fixing the root of the problem. Wow. Okay, so this is new for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I never thought about this this way, but yeah, it made me think about something else. Um, right now in France, I don't know if you know this, it's probably been on the news in the US, but not as much as here. Um, there's a huge wave of protest uh, in France right now called the Yellow Vest. It's people protesting against basically uh, life being too expensive. Mm-hmm. And there's like a huge debate because the 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 government just raised just raised the minimum wage by 100 euros, which is like 115 dollars, which is uh, I mean to me a lot, yeah. but a, a lot of people just um, th- like the reaction of people protesting were like this is nothing, and so it created a new debate, which is maybe that people are just bad at finances, and I was like yeah makes a lot of, th- of sense because. I mean, you see people protesting right now saying they don't have enough money to, I don't know, feed the children, etc. But they also have a brand new car, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's like a a huge debate in France right now. And I couldn't uh, find a better way to interview you, a better moment to interview you than now. Because, yeah, my whole country is facing this problem. Uh, Yesterday, Spain raised their minimum wage too by 14 euros and it's still like 300 euros less than France and they, they complain less than French people. So maybe it's a lot about, uh, oh sorry, it has a lot to do with um, uh, finances and saving. And uh, yeah, 
how, um, what kind of advice would you say, or would you give to someone who's trying to change his mindset and to see things differently? Hmm. Advice. It's a, it's a deep question, Anna. Yeah, <laughs> I would probably, well, first, because I know for me, like my first step in discovering more about this stuff was not even on purpose, actually. I actually got in touch with a life coach who reached out to me, mm-hmm. who I knew in high school, and she she got into all this like mindset stuff, and she like reached out to me on Instagram and we talked. And at the time, I was not in any state of mind where I am now. Not at all. I was I'm I'm in my I'm in a nine to five now and it's great, but like that was exactly where I planned to stay. You know, when she called, when she when we first talked, I didn't see any reason to leave. I didn't see anything wrong with the salary I was making. I didn't see any reason to kind of have these bigger goals in my life really. And she kinda she kind of picked my brain like a lot and made me realize that I am thinking so small. You know, like my mind, like my mind was at the point where I hadn't developed it to a point to even think like that, to even think that six figures was reachable, to even think that I could have certain things, to even think that certain things were possible. And so my first step would be find somebody who can keep you accountable. Find somebody who's more aware than you are. Find somebody who's in a place that you want to be and kind of just seek accountability from them. Kind of talk to them and like actually seek advice on how they see you. You know, like she was really able to pick my brain to help me figure out things for myself. And that's what you want. You want somebody that can pick your brain that actually makes you think deeper than you were able to think before, basically. And that's what she did for me. And that's what kind of opened me up because I was able to see it, because it's somebody else looking at you. If you look in the mirror every day at yourself, you're not going to notice things. Like, you don't notice if you're gaining weight after, like, a week. You know, if you're looking at yourself constantly all the time, you don't, you don't always notice if you're gaining weight. Whereas somebody can look at you and see, like, oh, wow. Somebody else can look at you and be like, wow, like, you're, mm. you're putting on weight. You know, like, we don't always, we can't always see ourselves for who we actually are as much as we like to think we do. But sometimes it's easier to have somebody else critique, somebody who's unbiased to look at you and talk to you and see where your mind is at. So I would probably advise that, but find somebody wise, you know, don't just go and find somebody random that thinks they know everything. No, find somebody that you, that you trust, that you know has like good insight and wisdom and seek advice from them and figure out, you know, let them pick your brain, basically. Let them ask you deep, thought questions about yourself. So that way you can start to get an idea. You can start to think and get an idea of, okay, this is where I'm at. And if so, is this where I want to be? And then make those steps to change it. Whether it's in books, you know, whether it's um, accountability groups, certain like groups. Right now I'm in a, um, a girls group, like accountability for our goals and everything. And it's been wonderful. It really helps you Um, stay accountable and actually make sure you're actually working towards shifting your mindset, um, getting to your goals and all those things. Um, And that's all kind of ties into surrounding yourself with the quality people. Because that girl that interviewed me, she's in the group and she's somebody that I consider to be a very quality person that I talk to. She had her goals are limitless. You know, Mm. she, she thinks she can do anything and that's fine. Like you want people that can really like make you think 
about life so that way you can think on yourself and be like, hmm, now what is it that I'm doing? What is it that I can do to better myself so I can be happy in life, so I can get to where I want to be? So I would first seek, seek somebody, seek somebody out that could help you out, that could help you see you from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny that you are linking uh, savings with just being a better person, you know, like just you trying to, uh, to question yourself and not just saving money as it is like, you know, I don't know, putting some money aside every month. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 I never even thought about this. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lesson. No, I, I'm serious. Like, so basically just talking to that person who, um, makes you, um, who forces you to, you know, see yourself in another way and to question what you do and how you act and who you want to be, etc. This is, uh, you think the first step to, uh, to, to, to improve your savings, etc. Like this is the, 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 the starting point, right? You know, pause, let that be the second step. First okay. step, because that could be dangerous only because if you have no sense of identity, if you have no idea who you are, don't let somebody come in and tell you who you are and who you're supposed to be. Mm. Okay, because that's not what this girl did for me. She didn't come in and tell me who I was and who I was supposed to be. Like, I, I have a very good sense of who I am, and I built that up. Okay, so that's the first thing I'm going to tell you guys. Build up a sense of yourself. Make sure that you know who you are, because if you don't do that, somebody else can easily tell you who you are. Okay, like, you know, she she's more like out there. You know, she she knows who she is. She wants to go. She's got like, you know, she wants to go and buy a Range Rover and do all these things, which she did. I don't have those goals. That my goals are a little different, which is okay. That's fine because I know myself. I have different goals. You know, but somebody could somebody who doesn't know who they are or what they want, you know, somebody goes and tells them, you know, you need to have a goal of having a Range Rover or doing all this, they're gonna go and get themselves in some debt, you know, some bad debt. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, know who you are before you seek out the advice that you want. Figure out, do some deep diving to figure out who you are as a person, whether you are, um, if you're Christian, spiritual. I I did that through um, Bible study, through my own um, time with devotion and with prayer and guidance. Like, that was how I figured out my sense of self, through that and through the people that I have around me. I've just been blessed to have good friends, quality people around me. Okay. And the people who weren't quality have kind of just kind of fallen off by God's grace. You know, I didn't even have to do anything, you know? And so I've been able to discover who I am, what my identity is. And that's why when this girl came and spoke to me, I was able to tie things she was saying to my life. I didn't just take everything that she said and ate it and just did it. No, that wasn't what happened. I wasn't even very like, open to the information. I didn't even take it all in at first. I, I'm now becoming more open because I'm realizing as I'm doing my own research that you know what, what she's saying is making sense. And that's what you want. You want somebody that'll test you, but don't just go and take in everything that people say. Okay, do your own research as well. And that comes from knowing yourself and being aware of who you are, what you want, what your goals are. You know, become aware of that stuff and then seek the advice. So that way you're not just going in blind. You're not just going in without, you know, knowing at least who you are. You know, some people don't know what they want and that's okay. We don't all know what we want. 
but at least know who you are. At least know who you are before you let somebody else come in and tell you what mm. you're supposed to do with your life. Yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. So the, the first part would be basically working on yourself and find, finding who you are. Then yes. seeking advice to question this idea and try to push yourself uh, forward and to improve in general. Yes. And then what would mm -hmm. be the, um, like the technical step to take, uh, if you get what I mean? As far as like physically saving and all that stuff, like the, the technical Yeah, like, like something you actually do in one, once you've done... Okay, uh, something that I actually steps. do to help with my finances. While mm -hmm. I, I do this while I'm doing that stuff. I recently started this as it got deeper. I've realized because knowing me, who I am, having all my money in one account when it all comes in on payday is not good for me because I look at the large amount of money and I automatically think of ways to spend it because that's just how our mind works. And I know that's how my mind works. So I just don't, I'm tired of testing myself. So I'm not going to keep putting myself in that situation where the large amount of money comes in and I've already thought of ways to spend it, you know, all of it, even though I have plans to save it and everything. I know myself, so I've already taken that out of the equation. I don't even allow that to happen anymore. How do I do that? I have several bank accounts. I mean several, like four or five, right? A little extreme for some people, but for me it works, okay? And I have certain amounts of money that are automatically deducted from each check into these accounts for different things. I have one specifically for saving. I have some, and they're not just for saving like regularly. I have like short-term savings, like for specific things, long-term savings I have specifically for my spending, like my groceries and my gas. I have an account specifically for that. I have an account specifically for my bills, my utilities, my rent. I have one specifically for my credit cards. Okay. And that has helped me cut down on my spending habits because I only give myself a certain amount of money to spend on myself. Once that account, whether I only give myself, um, whether I give myself $200 or I only give myself $100, Once that account, if that account only says $100, I only have $100 to spend in there. It doesn't matter how much money is in the other accounts. I have only allotted myself that $100 for my spending account, for my debit card. I've only allowed myself that to spend, okay? And that is what I physically, that, that is a technical thing that I have done that has cut down my spending tremendously, mm. tremendously, because I'm limited. I have purposely limited myself. I'm not allowing myself to be tempted to spend in other places because I just, I don't give myself access to the other accounts to spend it like that. But that's a technical skill that I've done. But you also have to have an idea of what your temptations are, what triggers you. And I know for me, what triggered me was having all my money in one place. It was just too much for me to handle in that one account. And I couldn't handle that. So mm. I had to do something about it. So, so this method works for you, but it might not be the best for someone else. Uh, it's just finding, finding the, like your shortcomings and solving them the, your own way basically right exactly but i feel like that could work for most people i know a lot of people most people who are good with their money don't keep all their money in one account like it's like proven it's not mm -hmm. it's just not good because our mind automatically kind of just figures out ways to do things we're not supposed to when it's when everything is in one place yeah yeah i, I know it would work for me so i'm definitely gonna try this and then um I mean, this is about saving. Let's talk about investment. Like how, because uh, you said you were investing, right? Yes. Okay, so you now you are doing good investments. <laughs> um, so how did you start this? Okay, so I started investing my junior year of college. 
I had already had a, I had already built a pretty good savings account. And so I just kind of started my idea for investing my, that I'd always learned was look into companies that you already are familiar with companies that you like and, and trust like, like Amazon, you know, I get Amazon all the time. I love Amazon. You know, Amazon prime is amazing. I like Netflix, you know, like I love the show. I love the company. Mm -hmm. I have an iPhone. I like Apple. You know, I know Apple. I know how they are. You know, companies that you are familiar with, for example, like Apple, Netflix, Amazon. Those were things that I invested in, you know, and I didn't have an issue with it. I, it wasn't a big deal to me because, you know, I had the money saved up and these were companies that I trusted. And I also was familiar with how the stock market worked because my dad is into investments and he's, he'd always told me, you know, stocks go up and down, but just, you know, time is on your side. Time is like the biggest thing when it comes to like investing. I'm not like a huge like stock trader. I don't just actively like trade stocks. I'm more of a long-term investor. I just kind of leave my money where it is. And so I just kind of, I do that. I have a certain amount that went in. They advise you to start with at least a thousand, you know, and I had more than that when I started. So I just kind of did that and I left it alone. And in the beginning, I used to like, I used to get nervous. You know, I was an emotional investor and that's like your biggest downfall. You cannot let your emotions get involved in your investments because you will lose money. Because as soon as the stock market goes down, you are going to be like, oh my goodness, take it out. Not understanding that the stock market goes up and down all through the day, all the time. It's not a consistent thing. Yes, you're taking a risk, which is why you're going to companies that you need to know about. Do your due diligence, do your research, be familiar. You know, don't just go into random, random companies. Don't do that. That's what I've done. I've been a, I just kind of put my money in companies that I know and trust and I leave it there. I don't look at it. I used to look at it all the time and it used to stress me out. So I was like, you know what, at least I'm just going to stop looking at it. And you know what? One day I, I stopped looking at it for like a month and it had gone up like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And I was like, okay, cool. But you look at it months later, it might have gone down hundreds and hundreds of dollars. But that's the thing. The stock market goes up and down, up and down. But research has shown like millionaires and wealthy people, all of them invest. All of them do. It's a matter of you want your money to grow. You have to make those kinds of risks if you want growth in your money. If you really, really want to see the growth that you like the millionaire growth that people have, like it's from investing. It's from those things. So you just have to educate yourself on how to be an effective and a strategic investor. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it might be a stupid question, but how do you actually do it? Oh, okay. So um, I have, I know for beginners, when I first, first, first started and I did like $5, Stash was an app that um, that's on the iPhone and Android where you can start out with just $5 and it basically diversifies that $5 into a bunch of, portfolios of your choice, right? You read and pick through. And then for um, more beginners, which is something that I loved and I've, I've, I still use it to this day. And I, I also have um, um, an account at a brokerage, but I use um, Robinhood, which is also another free app on um, Apple and Android. You literally like, it literally has the physical like stocks there that you can buy and sell. And you literally, it's as simple as looking up the company And it literally says the company name and it says the amount per share. So let's say Apple 
I remember when I first got Apple, it was like a hundred and I don't even remember a hundred and something per share. We'll say $140 per share. So you can get however many shares you want to get. If you want to get a thousand dollars worth of shares, you'll get probably eight shares, right? Eight shares of Apple. And then that's your eight shares. Okay. And you buy that and then that's it. If you want to invest $2,000 in the stock market, you can get um, some shares in Apple or in Netflix. So you might get two shares of Netflix and four shares of Apple. You know, it's, it's literally a matter of choice and like your preference, like what kind of risk you're into. Cause there are some companies that really don't move much at all. You know, they, they just kind of, they're like very low risk investments. And then you have those, if you want higher returns that are more risky. You have to do your due diligence and you literally, it's just a matter of typing in the company and hitting buy yourself. And then you have actual like brokerage firms, like, like discount brokers, like TD Ameritrade. Um, TD Ameritrade is also an account that I have where it's literally like there's branches that you can go to where you go into the branch and like a broker can buy and sell um, shares for you. And you can also do it from an app from the same TD Ameritrade app. So it's, it's, it's actually really easy. You just have to have the money and the knowledge to know which companies to do it. It's not a matter of how to invest. It's are you being strategic in how you're investing? Mm-hmm. Um, so how, I mean, you mentioned the risk obviously a few times. Um, how do you make sure, I mean, how do you avoid risk or how do you make sure you don't lose your money? Oh, sweetie. Like, what are the few hints <laughs> besides knowing the company, etc.? There is risk in everything, always. Yeah, yeah. There is no such yeah. thing. I mean, how do you measure risk? Measuring it, again, that's, that could be based on the company. Like I said, mm-hmm. there are some companies like, um, for example, Johnson & Johnson, that's pretty stable. It, it doesn't go up very much at all as far as like, it's a growing stock, but it grows very, very slowly like a dollar here, a dollar there, a few cents here. It's not like high risk. So you'll lose, you won't lose a lot of money from companies like that. But then you have companies like Amazon who go up and down. Like they're, the company is growing. It's a growing company. So, you know, you have faith in the company, but it also one day it'll go down $200. One day it'll go down $500. And then another day it'll go up $500. It'll go up $200. You know, the risk is it really just depends on what kind of investor you are like and you really have to look and see the stats of the company if you're seeing that the company goes up and down it's sporadic you know but you know the company you are putting in a risk it's a bigger risk but it's risk like measuring it is more just by looking at the history of it and even then you're not 110% there's no way to 100% be sure that you're not going to lose money. Because you could have a company that's been going up, 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 and up for a month. And you're like, oh, this is great. So I'm going to put my money in. And then you lose money. You know, it doesn't mean you won't get it back, but you will almost always lose money. But most of the time, nine times out of 10, you get it back. It goes back if you just give it time. Mm-hmm. If you're in a good company, a growth company that you like, that you know, and it's a decent company, odds are it, it makes its way back up. It does, but there is always risk in the stock market. There's really no such thing as no risk, and there's never a guarantee that you won't lose money. Never. But the risk is always either higher or lower, but there is never no risk at all. 
yeah and it's like life the more risk you take in life and the more stuff you can get and it just works the same way um and how do you i mean then when you've when you've bought them how do you sell the shares like is, is it also through the app or oh yeah also through the app you literally just click buy and then it buys it the order goes through you just have to make sure you do it when the market's open the markets are usually open 9 30 to 4 30 depending mm -hmm. on the kind of account you have but that's when most of the brokerages um the markets are open and so you just buy it and sell it through the app it's very simple very very simple i might i actually try i don't know i'm i'm still hesitating it's it's weird because um stocks and stuff like that i mean my family um finds them really dangerous so i grew up in the you know when they invest they, for example they buy a house and then they rent it you know mm -hmm. it's like the old uh, safe investment mm -hmm. real estate investment. yeah yeah real estate it's it, it's really good but also it's not as um rewarding as stock because again there's less risk mm -hmm. mm. so yeah I, I don't know why i've always been uh, uh i don't know i've always seen like stocks as something dangerous where you lose your money but it's i mean yeah it's i know it's not accurate so um you know, me, me doing this podcast is basically me trying new stuff and trying to learn about things I don't know. So, yeah, it's mm -hmm. really interesting talking about this. Um, I feel like we could, we could do like a, a whole tutorial episode on... I know. <laughs> on, on stocks. <laughs> no, no, I just have like one question I always ask at the end of the, of the episodes. Um, if you met um, Elise when she was 12 years old or something like that, you know, when she was in... Uh, high school i guess i'm not sure anyway, when she was young uh, what kind of advice what would be the main advice you would give her yeah it's i know it's really like i just changed the mood <laughs> take your time you know i actually i think about this more than you would think about mm -hmm. like my past and if i could go back and change certain things and honestly you know 12 year old me used to read all the time, okay? And I was just, you know, I was a really like weird emotional kid, but I used to read all the time. And if I would give her any advice, because honestly, all the bad things that happened after that, I wouldn't change it because mm -hmm. I know that every single thing that's happened in my life has literally gotten me to the exact spot that I'm in. And you have no way of knowing if one simple change would have made something different. And I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change anything that's happened because I've, I've benefited and learned from all of it, from all of it. And so honestly, I would probably only tell 12 year old me to don't stop reading, you know, like don't stop learning, don't stop loving school because I used to love it. And then you just get to a point where you don't love it, where you're, insecure and you're worried about other people what other people think you know and i would just tell her you know learn yourself you know develop yourself love yourself like develop your confidence because i did not have that when i was 12 and 13 and i wish i did it would have changed a lot of things but like i said if it changed a lot of things i may not be right here you know i may not have met the people that i met gone through the experiences that i did you know but I would just, yeah, keep reading, keep reading, keep loving, you know, because that was probably the biggest thing. Everything else I, I wanted her, I want 12 year old her and on to go through the things that she did because she needed mm -hmm. to.
she needed to. Well, you are the first, you know, I, I ask this every time, you are the first to give me this answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, and it's actually, yeah, it's first of all, and I love it. I don't, I don't have anything to add now. <laughs> um, it's best, like the perfect way to uh, finish this episode. Uh, it was really awesome talking to you. Uh, thank Same you. To thanks you. a lot for accepting. Yes. I just want to say, uh, you have a website, so if people need advice and stuff like that, they can contact you on your, on your website. Yeah, the website the, or Instagram or my email. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Instagram is is like a, the, the easy way to yeah, find you. Yeah, definitely. Your Instagram is LeeCK. Yes. Uh, so it's L-E-I-S-E-Y-K-A-Y. Yeah. Am I right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, they can find you. They can find your your account there, and then there's a link to your website. Yes. If they need advice, um, and yeah, thanks a lot for that. It was awesome. Yeah, no problem. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. It was super interesting. I mean, it was for me. I hope it it was for you too. I learned so much about like you know, finances, and I mean, I didn't know that you could actually change your finances by changing your, your mindset. Um, it's not just technical, it's a lot of spirituality almost, like, I mean, she explained it, so you know now. Um, I didn't know about um, investment and all this, so it was super great for me to, to start the year with this and, you know, all these new possibilities. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes. Uh, subscribe on Spotify and iTunes and also on YouTube, we're also on YouTube too um, you can like our Facebook page follow us on Instagram Twitter, and I think that's it, <laughs> I'm not sure you can also donate on Patreon um, you can donate what you want and get stuff in return all the info you need is on the website wavespodcast.fr where you can also find tons of new articles I always write a new article every week for each episode but there's also some very interesting one on Medium you can also follow me if you want to on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Why not? And YouTube too. Yeah, I make videos. You know that. <laughs> anyway, keep sharing this podcast. Please, it's awesome to see it grow. Uh, I hope it's really helping you guys. Let me know if I can improve anything. I don't know. If you have any requests for new guests, etc. Please feel free to just tell me. And yeah, see you next week. And as always, please keep listening to the waves.